All right, I will say good morning, good morning, let us begin. So we are picking up Emir Hashem today in Parak Chof, actually a little bit of a smaller section for us to do today. Parak Chof, Mishkala Chasidus. And we've started a really interesting topic in this Parak, where the Ramchal is sensitizing us to the idea that one really has to weigh and assess what is truly Chasidus. And his whole chap is that sometimes... Sometimes there is something that in the short term looks like pious behavior, something that in the short term looks like it's good, but then over long term, as a result of long term repercussions, turns out really to be something quite detrimental. And that if something is good in the short term, but long term detrimental, excuse me, Ramchal says, don't do it. Don't do it. He gave two examples of this yesterday of Gidali ben Achikam, Rabbi Zechari ben Afkalos who thought they were acting in a pious fashion in the immediate moment, but it turned out that as a result of a little bit of unassessed piety, disastrous results occurred. In other words, according to the Ramchal, in order for something to truly be pious, it's not enough for it to be good now. It has to be that the results of the particular action will be good now, and Emir Tashem will be good in the future as well. If it's going to have detrimental effects in the future, even if it looks good now, the Ramchal says, don't do it. He actually takes it one step further. What he explains is, sometimes Chasidos manifests itself in action, and sometimes Chasidos manifests itself in in action. Sometimes not doing something is the actual form of chassidus. So he goes on, he says, This is a great example. This was a very interesting mitzvah to literally again rebuke your fellow Jew. Now again, the word rebuke often sounds like yelling and screaming at someone. The concept of means that if you see someone doing something wrong, you're supposed to point it out to them. Also pointed out to him. Now, why is there such a mitzvah like this? So this mitzvah, remember again, follows on the heels of the Ahafta Lore'acha Kamocha. The idea is when you love someone and you care about someone, if you see them making a bad, bad decision, you want to intervene, right? If I don't care about you, if I don't care about you, good, do whatever you want. It's, it's your life, do whatever you want. If I love you and I care about you and I see you doing something detrimental, I, I, of course I have to intervene because I care. Failure to intervene represents a lack of care and concern. So he says something amazing. So this is a very tricky mitzvah because sometimes a person goes ahead and is ready to deliver rebuke to people for someone who's sinning and yet what? It's not the right place and it's not the right time. They will say, what happens when you deliver to Chacha? What happens when you deliver, and again, I don't like the word rebuke because it sounds like you're yelling and screaming. What happens when you deliver constructive criticism, right? At the wrong place, at the wrong time. What happens? We all know it. Because first of all, we've all received it. We've all received it. And generally, we've all given it as well. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. In Dvar Nishmayim. My words are not heard. Not only that, the Goyim Lehem Lesparitz Yosef Barisham Generally, when you give tochacha, when you give this, this constructive criticism slash rebuke at the wrong time, in the wrong place, not only are the words not heard, but what else? Generally, it tends to, to cause people to, this is incredible, to double down 
on whatever it is that they're doing, right? When people feel, when people feel like they are getting misplaced criticism or misplaced rebuke, misplaced critique, they often just simply double down on what it is that they're doing. So if you think about it in a situation like this, this is absolutely incredible. So imagine you're in the following situation, someone who you care about is doing something wrong. Is doing something wrong. There's a to go ahead and give rebuke, to go ahead and point it out, and give constructive criticism and hadrach and give guidance. But I know. So here are my options. I know that if I say something now, if I say something now, it's the wrong place, it's the wrong time, and not only will my words not be heard, but what? But what? It's going to have a negative effect. So I will say, in that case, Chasidus is not delivering the rebuke. What is chasidus? What is chasidus? Being quiet. And I both say, this is such a profound idea because what Ramchal is pointing out over here is something that so often is missed. See, people simply gauge piety in an actional fashion. Is this something good or something not good? If it's good, I should do it. Right? It doesn't matter what's going to happen. If it's good, I should do it. And then Al-Khal says, that's not true. So a pious action is not just gauged actionally, but it's also gauged situationally. Sometimes you could have an act that is good, but it's not good now. Or it's not good in this context. It's not good in this situation. It's not good with this person. So this, by the way, I think is like the greatest example. Because the truth is, all of us, this last one of Tochacha, as parents, we run into this all of the time, right? I see my kid doing something. You know, there's an art. There's an art to parental discipline, right? So, so, so knowing what to say, how to say it, and when to say it is such a nuanced malacha. And if you do it the wrong way, totally backfires. Totally backfires. So the Rechal saying sometimes the midst of the chasidus, being a chasid, in the realm of rebuke, is saying something, sometimes it's not saying something. It's so profound. Then Rechal goes on, he says, It's a great line. Chazal say the same way that there is a mitzvah to say something that is going to be heard. Sometimes there's also a mitzvah to not say something that won't be heard. (laughs) It's great. So great. He always said, that's chasidus. So sometimes chasidus is actualized by what you do. And sometimes chasidus is actualized by what you shouldn't do. Re'ei Pasha too. It's simple. He says, Another example. Every person is supposed to try to run, right? To, 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 to go ahead and do a mitzvah. Right? So literally, again, it's simple. That every single person should try to run to do a mitzvah and ultimately, again, to be engaged. Okay? Listen to this. You know, we'll say sometimes when you try to get involved with something, so involvement could cause machlokas. By the way, this is my simbachal yom. This happens all of the time, right? Where something meaningful is happening. I know that I should be involved in this. What's the problem? What's the problem? There are other people involved. And if I get involved, they're going to feel like I'm stepping on their toes. And they're going to feel threatened. And there's going to be machlokas. And suddenly again, what happened, what was supposed to be something so spiritual and so beautiful and so wonderful suddenly has just dissolved and devolved 
into something so petty and the entire, you know, spiritual component of the endeavor becomes fundamentally eroded. I will say, by the way, this happens like, like in, 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 in communal stuff, in tzedakah stuff, in chesed stuff, all of the time, where again, something is beautiful and, and people kind of just like want to run to get involved without recognizing that there are dynamics, there are, there, there are relationships, there are different things. All it requires of me is just forethought. It's just forethought, a recognition that sometimes, it's an interesting thing, we, we, I think we, we appreciate this as we get older, sometimes personal piety is expressed by jumping in, getting involved in doing, and sometimes personal piety is expressed by, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm ready to help if I'm needed, but right now I'm just going to stay over here. Right now I'm going to stay over here, right? Because I recognize that this, what's happening over here, this situation, is potentially combustible. So I'm just going to, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Sleeves are already rolled up, right? But la maisa, I'm just going to stand on the side for just a moment. He goes on, he says, it's incredible. He says, So literally again, sometimes the chassid has to leave the mitzvah and not run after it. This is incredible. Quotes from the Medrash Rabbah. This is incredible. It was the family of Kahas, right, who, who were responsible for transporting the Aron. So what happened? Because everyone knew, because everyone knew that ultimately, again, carrying the Aron carried with it such reward, such reward. The Chulan Ratzin La Aron Lital Schar. So everyone ran to the Aaron. Everyone ran to the Aaron ultimately again to try to glean reward. Right? That's what everyone wanted. They wanted the reward of carrying the Aaron. So we'll say what would happen. The family of Kahas, they would argue about who's carrying the Aaron. And I will say, as a result, ultimately, again, they acted in a disrespectful manner. And as a result, we're punished. So I will say, so what is this? What's happening over here? What are they fighting over? Right? What are they fighting over? Who's going to carry the Aaron? You think to yourself, oh, halavai, halavai, that's what Jews should fight over. Who's going to carry the Aaron? You're right, except there's only one problem. When fighting over carrying the Aaron, by definition, cheapens the Aaron. It diminishes the Kedusha of the Aaron. So here's a perfect example. Who's going to carry the Aaron? That's a form of Chasidus. Right there, they, they want to perform the mitzvah. It's beautiful. But Lamay said, the fighting in the Machlokes totally cheapens everything. So we'll say that Ramchal, once again, reinforcing the same basic point over and over and over. That the definition of Chasidus, the true definition of Chasidus, is not simply gleaned. By, by determination of, of what is currently bias, but rather the determination of Hasidus really says you have to look at what the situation is now and what ultimately, again, it can evolve into. If it's good now and in the future, that's Hasidus. But if it's good now, but ultimately, again, devolves into something really negative going forward, that's not Hasidus anymore. That's no longer Hasidus. And therefore, again, sometimes Hasidus tells you, you should do something. And sometimes Hasidus says, the path to personal piety is not paved with action, but rather in certain circumstances, with inaction. All right, so we'll say, we'll stop over here. Really incredible, incredible parak.